Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Daniel Yilaf, a very good morning. All the best for 2024. How are you doing? Good morning, Howard. Lovely, thanks. It's good to be back, and I hope you all had a good break for this past December. We did indeed. Right, I wanted to get your view. As we know, South Africa, the uh, DERCO and ANC uh, taking Israel to the International Court of Justice, which I found quite bizarre, because when you put your head above the parapet, I'm not sure what they think is going to happen in terms of uh, fingers pointing back towards them. Uh, but either way, give us your thoughts on, uh, on, on the case, on the fact that Durko are saying that uh, Israel is weaponizing Jewish suffering to deflect criticism. It's all getting a little murky, isn't it? Yes, I mean, and it, it is rather bizarre, um, but I mean, uh, luckily we don't have to wait that long. The, the ICJ is not as clogged up as our South African courts, so it's it, uh, time between South Africa announcing its litigation and the match actually being heard is not that long. So so we have that benefit at least. But I mean, it, it, it really is a bizarre situation where it's it's a very biased approach being being adopted, and it's a very very one sided. Um, I mean, the the point is in in a conflict in a war, nothing ever happens perfectly as planned, right? I mean, that's the entire uh, the unfortunate reality of war. It's it's messy, it's deadly, and it's it's not what we all want. We all want peace. The the issue just uh, with this entire conflict is if we go back to to the crux of it is. It started with an attack, and the attack that was not commenced by Israel, right? Um, as, as you and all the listeners are well aware. Um, however, South Africa is now being very selective to uh, condemn Israel, while still supporting, you know, various other gross human rights violators like Iran, Venezuela, Russia, China, Cuba, etc. The list uh, is long. But with this particular case, they decide, no, with this we want to go to court, and with this we want to uphold what we think is our moral authority. Does that come into question at the at the hearing? Probably not. I, that's probably for media and commentators to to amplify the fact that South Africa, the South African government, is is a hypocrite. Uh, could that be brought to question? Uh, could South Africa's motives, put it this way, be questioned in the international forum in, at, at the court? No, I mean, the court's not there to to decide whether the party has some ulterior motive in bringing the complaint. They, they're there to uh, adjudicate the law. Now, if we get to the actual law, um, the, the piece of international legislation that's that's applicable here is the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, or just shortly, mm, the Genocide mm. Convention. Right, and, and Article 2 of the Convention just defines genocide as... Um, committing an act with the intent to destroy in whole or in part a, a national ethnic racial or religious group right and then it has a list of how that mm-hmm. might be achieved now it's it's very clear here that that's not the intent of israel right but it is however the intent of hamas and and you don't have to take my word for it you can just simply go read hamas's charter where they say that is their their intent mm-hmm. is to destroy the entire uh, israel the jewish state of israel so it, it's again one of those bizarre situations where we we take it we, the face what, what's on face value available to us from a master side we disregard um but we we go read into the acts of israel you know this 
litany of other motives um, because we're very selective in, in how we want to approach this entire thing. Is it relevant? I mean, does it become relevant that, that Hamas has this intent, claims the intent, has acted on the intent, attacked Israel mm-hmm. and civilians and still has hostages? Does that, is mm-hmm. that relevant to Israel's behavior or alleged behavior mm-hmm. during the war? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, that's that's likely what what Israel's defence will be, sure. and I mean, they they are being led by by a very astute legal team uh, led by Alan Dershowitz of the USA. Um, so it it really is going to be a battle of the the legal minds, um, the South African legal minds versus the the those of the US and of Israel. Um, uh, but but it's likely going to be part of the defence of of Israel. The, the point is, it's a it's a high bar that uh, South Africa will have to meet uh, in order to prove genocide. Um, and and from Israel's side, I mean, they they'll just have to point to the measures that they already have in place, which I think are important to highlight. I mean, nowhere in the history of humanity have you heard of uh, 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 one of the warring parties preemptively warning the other side that they're going to mm. do particular. Fix, right mm-hmm. as as the IDF does the IDF informs people that we are going to be in these particular areas busy attacking Hamas they 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 really go beyond what's expected of them in terms of international law and that will simply have to be the basis of Israel's defense in their papers the the South African the the team that South Africa has put forward is is a very well respected team. Surely, mm. if if it, if it's as clear to you and to me uh, that this is not going to be an easy one, surely they would have advised government accordingly. Yes, I mean you, you, you'd hope so. Um, it, it's true. It's a very very well respected uh, team of of advocates at least. Um, they, I mean, it's John Duga, it's Tembeck, Kanko Kaitobi, Max Duplessis, a bunch of senior uh, counsel, and and I've worked with some of them and against a lot of them in, in matters, and and they are, like you said, well respected. They, they the the important thing to remember is they obviously act on instructions. So the South African government came to them, they briefed them, and they said, listen, this is what mm-hmm. this is the approach we want to take. This is the the angle for whatever reason or motive the South African government might have, but they are acting on instructions. Obviously, Obviously, within the, you know, the walls of a consultation room, they'll be frank and they'll be honest and they'll say, well, there are these particular hurdles. Um, Perhaps just a second comment on that is it's also important to remember with litigation that litigation often isn't purely there for what actually happens within the courtroom, right? Um, I mean, you you fight litigation within uh, in in the judicial forum, but also in the public forum. Mm, And that mm. might be part of the reason and the motivation why South Africa's doing this is that there might be other benefits outside of the courtroom for them to actually have initiated this uh, litigation. I mean, again, we we also have to consider there have been how many parties uh, throughout the world or countries throughout the world who have condemned Israel. Year after year, we see dozens of motions against Israel condemning whatever Israel is doing at that particular stage. but none of those parties actually brought a case, have ever brought a case to the ICJ. But South Africa is doing it. And we have to start thinking about why that is. Um, and I, I don't think we have to say anything other than to mention that 2024 is a very big Absolutely. election year in South Africa. Absolutely right. We do need to leave it there. But Daniel Iloff, I'm sure we'll be chatting to you throughout this week um, and later in the week as we get closer to the ICJ case. Thank you for that.